boy, ladies and gentlemen, it's about to get plum wild. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Plum Wild Podcast. It's Wednesday, December 13th. We're uh, an hour later than usual, but we're here. I am Nathan Waddell, and as always, I'm joined in the booth by my best friend, Damian Kiefer. Good morning. Tonight's episode is presented by Cody Williams Design. Uh, when you look good, you feel good, and when you feel good, you race good. Cody does great work on both real and virtual wraps, so rev up your style with Cody Williams Design. You can find his page on Facebook or Instagram, and be sure to use code PLUMWILD20 for 20% off at checkout. That's code PLUMWILD20. Uh, big shout out to Cody Williams for, uh, for coming on board to sponsor today's episode. We, uh, we got a lot to talk about, but first, Kiefer, how are we doing today? But I had a V8, that's all sure. I got to say. Wow. How are you? I can tell, I can you know, go ahead and get this out there. I don't feel great. I'm, yeah, I have strep throat. Sick, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I made, I don't, I didn't mention it. I mentioned it uh, on a stream, uh, but I didn't mention it on the last podcast. Hannah's got the flu and we... I was talking about how we were going to uh, the mountains for vacation. We had to leave the the mountains a day early because Hannah felt so bad. And I was like, maybe I won't get it, you know? Maybe we'll be all right. And uh, yesterday I started feeling are. yesterday I started feeling rough. Um, and uh, woke up this morning with a like a 102 degree fever or something like that. So not feeling great, but how are how are you, Keith? You know, you know, I'm I'm not bad. All right, you're not we bad. Pretty. All right, we've I've gotten some stuff done this week. Pretty productive. The race car is back in the shop. Um, it's time to start working on 2024 things. Yeah, so that was exciting for this week. Still got to fix the truck, but that's besides the point. Um, the car is back. We've been pondering back in the uh loophole of racing and trying to figure out what's better and what's not and what where do you need this and where do you need that so that's been kind of where i've been at and chili bowl it's chili bowl week ladies and gentlemen i was gonna bring that up you uh you talked about wanting to run the chili bowl and uh look at you you run in the chili bowl i for those two nights so far yeah i'm first night i've missed oh you missed monday no, I were in Monday. I ran Tuesday. So Sunday was the first night. There was no no. I tonight's night first night. I oh, the, oh, okay. I thought you were saying you missed the first yeah. night. No, this is the first, first night. But I'm not there. But again, Monday you, night had last a P two. Last week you you said you were gonna do it, and I was like, I don't know how this is gonna go. And look at you. Yeah. Tell Dude, tell them how P, it went. So P two first night. Top split uh, by the way. Top split started six and or qualified six out of fifty two I think first night, and then won my heat race. Started six, worked my way through traffic there. Felt like if we didn't get blocked, I'm gonna say it, um, <laughs> arced on on the bottom there, and we could have we, we lost a spot because of it. I don't I think if that happens, we win the race. We were really really good. You were um, I was spotting you for that one uh which if you watched my stream you saw it but you were two tenths faster than the leader the last like five laps you just we were rolling maybe like the last three or four laps something like that yeah. but that was like right after you had gotten by the guy in third or second and, 
And then last night, uh, uh, fifty seven hundred, I think, is what it ended up being. Strength of field for a chili bowl night, which is crazy for i racing. Crazy. Uh, qualified fifth behind one of our guests. Actually, quick time in that server was Hayden Cardwell. Um, but everyone, everyone except for the one guy, uh, besides uh, Parmley, has been on the podcast. Yeah. That out qualified yeah, yeah, yeah. you, right? Yeah. It, yeah. Like, well, besides that Cody Parmley guy. That's what I'm saying, guy. outside of that yeah. guy. Ramsey, Cardwell's yeah. gone tonight, J.D. Brown. And then, well, I finished fourth in that. I was right there, me and J.D. We got held up for a little bit, and then once we got clear, it was we were both pretty good. So yeah, kind of just followed each other, and then Hayden and Rumsey battled out. Rumsey ended up winning it, and... I think Alpha went one, two, three, four. Dude, who are you talking? I'm Beta. Beta. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Beta. You're right. No, sorry. you're right. You're right. Um, I, I wasn't. Cl- I'm not. I'm not good enough. That's so, why I went fourth, and not so third or second. You know, Chili Bowl. Um, Chili Bowl. And then there was, was fifth also in points. Yeah, you're fifth in points. Uh, you're gonna try to run uh, tomorrow night, and then. I don't know about Friday night, but no. And then Saturday's the big show, and you know it might not even make it. But so we hey, Monday night we had uh, the Sprint Car Pro Series uh, at I fifty five. Kenny Miller goes back to back. Kenny Miller goes back to back. Hayden, you know, kind of rebounds, finally gets a, a good finish. You know, he's been running well, finish. but a, a good yep. finish. Got a heat, got a heat win too. Yeah, um, Bergeron again, not a great night. And and just, he's I don't know he I think came he was out up to so like twelve wasn't he? I don't know. I think he was right outside the top he was ten. Top top fifteen ish, and yeah. then he just fucking he clips the inside wall in three and four. I'm like he to I can imagine that that's very frustrating um, to to start the season with two wins, you know, winning the first two rounds back and then back. and it's just been absolute three weeks now, heartache four. yeah three weeks in a row that um just not good races i think the Which third is just race very, i look for him this week to come back honestly last week he ended up i think 10th which isn't horrible but, but I, I, dude, the points for the points this year is fucking crazy on the sprint car side like kenny miller now is looking pretty good with back to back like he's got yeah. a shot and then rumsey with another top three. Ryan Avila went into Monday night as the points leader. I don't even know where he finished. Know. I'd have to look, but I don't know. Um, I didn't see the points from updated from But it's it's shaping up to be a an incredible season. Pretty, uh yeah. a, a tight last five weeks battle. are gonna be definitely some storylines going into it. Yeah. Look for Bergeron to start coming back. I'm gonna He's going to he's, at some point. Yeah, I'm gonna, gonna start time. paying way closer attention to it, especially the points. And everything like that, which I again, I think I mentioned. And then this. the deadline's taking, getting close uh, for the top fifteen. Like it's yeah. like this last five weeks of the pro series. I know everyone's like real excited about the first five, but the last five weeks are the weeks. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, if you have yeah. a rough start, you can still salvage, especially in these sprint cars with even like all the top guys having bad weeks. I feel like you can. It, it can happen any night, especially yeah. in the sprint cars, and just how the sprint like. Racing and those things where, like, lay models you can kind of rub each other, yeah, in essence, but you can't really race yeah, a sprint car like you everyone. can a late, 
Yeah. Yeah. A lot of rubbing. But a lot of rubbing naturally. going yeah. um, the But, one... like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't, like, like so any contact in those things. Like, oh, yeah, my, yeah. Like, what I see is just, like, almost Well, I mean, you saw, death. like, that Bergeron clipped the inside wall with the left front. And it and it just yanked him around. Like you do that in a late stopped. model. Well, yeah, if you do that in like a late model, them. it just it. Which it I just think like I feel like it probably off. would. No, it yeah, it like grabbed and pulled it around, so he like spun. Oh, like yeah, it gripped it. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways, um, that's crazy. So, the only other thing I got to go over here is uh, dirt tracker. That's the only thing I have left. Um, oh yeah, we got yeah, before we bring on our guest. Yeah. So anyone, um, first of all just want to throw it out there if you don't already know uh what dirt tracker is uh look up uh dirt tracker on youtube that's uh d-i-r-t-r-a-c-k-r uh it's this guy named justin fiedler he uh he does uh a show every single day about eight minutes long about the news and everything of of dirt racing racing. Yeah. yeah it's just dirt racing and it's like dirt tracker without the e at the end and where dirt and tracker meet there's just one t regardless um i started watching his videos and then it came to my attention uh that he covers a little bit of the iRacing stuff while it's going on the the, both the late model and the sprint car pro series which i thought was really cool like i was watching him uh for maybe a month before that and then like once the pro series starts i didn't expect it or anything he just brings it up uh, yeah. on his on like the Tuesday or Wednesday episode or whatever. And I was like, holy shit, that's so cool. And people give him shit for it. They're like, oh, you, yeah. you, you know, covering the cartoon racing. But regardless, he still does it. Um, yeah. And so I thought that was really cool. And I comment on his videos, um, not a lot, but I comment sometimes. And he, uh, he gave a special shout out to me um, for starting poll of the finale, which I thought was cool. Um, and then I messaged him about, uh, the fact that, cause at the end of, uh, the show on Wednesdays, he mentions like all the new podcasts in the dirt racing world. And I was like, you know what? I got an idea. So I messaged him and I was like, Hey man, just throwing it out there. I have a, an iRacing podcast. Um, and I kind of use Jesse Enterkin as, as kind of like some, uh, your bait. Like, uh, well, not really the bait, but like the, the way to ground in like the, uh, the legitimacy of it. Right. Like I was like, yeah. I do a sim racing podcast and our last guest was, you know, hunt the fronts, Jesse Hendrickson, like to say like, okay, if he's willing to come yeah. on my show, like obviously it, it must be something that's worth his time. Yeah. So I just sent him that and he was like, what's the RSS feed, which is like the, the link to like get it sent out to Spotify, Apple podcasts and stuff like that. And I, I watched the video today, uh, which was the first video after I, I messaged him about it. And he mentions the, the podcast in the, in the video, uh, which I thought was really cool. And and of course it's on his website now under like his podcast section on the dirt tracker website, which I thought was really fucking cool. Like, yeah, that's no, so sick. I, Big shout out to Justin Fiedler uh, for that, because like I said, he gets a lot of shit for uh caring or broad not really broadcasting but like just talking about the the sim racing stuff right but he does it anyways because like he feels like we deserve it and that's cool to me i agree i agree it's pretty cool 
Yep. Had a uh What's that? Lennon Winsfield wants to know why I look forty. You need I'm to hurt. bring the mustache back. Dude, okay, it's I don't know if you can see it, chat, but I like, can't. Why don't before we bring on Hayden? It's, it's coming back. We're we're about to bring on Hayden, but why don't you know before we do that? Why don't you show everyone on the stream what's uh, what's on your on your little side table right there? All right, ladies and gentlemen, Nathan Waddell bought me a Christmas gift, and I bought him and Nathan or him and Hannah Christmas gifts, which I got Nathan a cookbook because this dude doesn't know how to cook. I can't cook. Um, he got me these socks. Can we get some wins in the chat, please? <coughs> like, oh my god, ridiculous! Oh, it's crazy. The fact that I, he has my address is scary. I, dude, you know how hard I had to search for your address? Because I was like, surely he sent it to me recently, and I had to dig so hard. I had to dig so hard to find that. Anyways, all right, well, I'm about ready to bring on our special guest. Are you ready? I think we're ready. All right, then, ladies and gentlemen, we will be right back with our special guest, Hayden Cardwell. Our special guest on this episode is Hayden Cardwell. He's regarded as one of the best dirt sim racers ever with multiple crown jewels and multiple sprint car and late model pro series wins. He's the 2020 World of Outlaws Late Models Pro Series champion, and two weeks ago, he added another crown jewel to his resume by winning the VLR Gobbler 100. Hayden, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, boys. I'm ready. How are you, man? I'm good. How are you guys? Ah, uh, dude. I mean, I, I, mean, I just, I'm loving the, the sunglasses. It, it's the first yeah, time someone's like, matched the energy. Of the Keeper. intimidator. They're, I, like, I, I'm nervous. Is I it? Mean, is, I, was that the plan all along? I mean, I, I, he, he did say it yesterday to me. He said he was going to wear the shades. I've been doing my, my research on the old Plum Wild podcast. I, I, I kind of try to pick up the vibes here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep, keep the standards high here. I got yeah. out of the shower a little bit too long. I had my bloomer hair slicked back there. Ooh, yeah. That, that would be nice to get the old. I, I just love it. Man. I love that yeah. someone has finally matched the energy that Kiefer always brings Drinks. with the, with yeah, the sunnies. I love it. Dude. So, I'm glad that you're finally here. I think, you know, um, if people think of uh, who's really fucking good, they think of uh, you would be one of the names that they would think of. So, I want to start from the beginning, like I do with all of our guests. How did you get into motorsports and into sim racing? As far as the motorsports side go, uh, my, my whole family's been racing, you know, before I was even born. Uh, it goes, I think... I'm third generation driver in our family, so uh, yeah, way back back in the atomic days down here, my uncle Jason kind of started off. Yeah, he really made a name for our family down here racing. He's won tons of track championships down here, and my dad helped him off his years. And whenever like the since I can remember, I've been going ever since I was you know in diapers. So uh, it's just kind of stuck with me, and I knew that I wanted to race one day. I just never really had the money to right. race to just start out and that's kind of where this iRacing stuff comes from but I actually started I can't even remember how old I was I was probably eight or nine ripping R-Factor back in the day yep. that's terrible. what Dustin Hall told me Dustin Hall was, I was like, terrible yeah were you <laughs> just wide open dude terrible I ran on a little controller didn't, oh. didn't have a wheel or anything just ran a controller I was Mike Bono and then out there with a the controller but oh uh, yeah. wow I didn't yeah. I don't think I got iRacing until probably 
late 2018? I can't remember. 2018, 2019, somewhere around there? I don't know when it came out. Was it 17 that it came out? It Under- came out uh, early 2017. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and then I, I, I seen a few videos, and I had actually been off sim racing for a couple of years before that. And, you know, I got a little cheap com- computer, and uh, f- figured I'd give it a rip. I came on here with, I don't know if you get, know what a Driving Force GT will is. I've, I've heard tech. of it. It squeaks all day long when you're turning it. And it's we just got that center it. return spring. That's it. Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. I still run that. I still run no, that. No, you don't. I swear I do. Shut up. But, uh, no, it, it was it was tough at first. Uh, you know, I've, I've been in and out with some really, really good teams. And I'm lucky that I, I found myself stuck with a bunch of good guys that uh, really care about how I run. And we're all good friends outside of racing. And, you know, not even just my team. I love interacting with like you guys and Kiefer and everybody. Like it's cool seeing people that we meet on the fucking computers. Yeah, computer absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. it's it's nice to put a face with like a bot, like where the, the voice with the the voice with the face and just like, you, when I seen Stephen Kyle photo for the first time, I I lost it, dude. I lost <laughs> it. I didn't know what to do. Good old SK. I, I was talking to him earlier. Dude, I love. Yeah, well, yeah we, first we time all... I saw Stephen Kyle photo was with a white claw. So like. Oh yeah, I, I met you. Time for the first time at uh, at Talladega like yeah, uh, two I months kinda, ago. I kind of like brushed you off there for a minute so I I, I, I apologize good. for that. No, it's but, all good. Uh, like I I didn't expect you to really know who I was uh especially I, I just because we had never really talked. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even on iRacing, so. No, I agree. I, I think the last few weeks we've kind of hit it off a little bit better. Yeah. But I had a rough night. You know, the night before that I I blew up in hot yeah. laps, so I did, really didn't even want to be there. So uh <laughs> I know the feeling, dude. Like it's... Oh, it was rough. And then I saw you again like two weeks ago at four eleven. You were you were much more, uh, you know, talkative. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's first time seeing Kiefer too. Dude. Oh yeah, dude, we he, surprised every, Kiefer. Hayden, Hayden got to see that I'm actually like six foot three. <laughs> I know everyone says I'm short. Dude, he's like seven three, honestly. <laughs> I, that's you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Everyone's you know just got a small cockpit too. Like they don't know how to fit. I'm just like seven, seven three. I even oh, got in it so and drove it. I drove around the pits, dude. It's it's not that bad. <laughs> I don't I don't know if you're fitting, Hayden. Honestly, uh, you know you know. I think I could squeeze. The first time that I met Kiefer was last year at Gateway, and he had walked up to uh to our car where we had parked, and great. he he great. pulls his shirt up and oh. presses his bare chest against the passenger side window where my wife is sitting. And then I get out because I'm like, I finally get to meet this dude. And I get out of the car and walk around the car, and he's standing there, and he just looks at me and goes, you're shorter than I thought. And I was <laughs> like, I'm looking at him, and I'm like, I'm still fucking taller than you. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, but, like, everyone knows that I'm short. Like, it's just, like, a given. Like, I just it's look ridiculous. Short, like, short. And then, like, short? Nathan... Nathan looks tall. Like in social media, he looks yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like him and him and I Hannah look like they're both that. six foot. Like he looks six foot. Hannah looks like five ten. I think Kiefer though, like he's small, but like I feel like I don't know, but I feel like if you piss him off, he might be a tough challenger. Like Nah, I wrestled this guy one time. I took his ass down and choked him out. Nathan's never seen me mad though. And I've only I've been mad twice and it's at the racetrack. And if you ever see me mad at the racetrack, all I got to say, it's a different animal. Do not speak to me. Do not talk to me. But it's the only time. And it's only happened twice. And when it, when it, when it, when those two happen, I don't give. Yeah, it's game on. I think at those moments, 
that moment, it's like I'm either killing you or they're taking taking me to jail. All right. So back to back to iRacing. Um, so you Same said you sucked on. Here. You said you sucked on R Factor. I mean, would you? Is that really true? Like you you just sucked on R Factor? I didn't win. Okay, so you sucked I on R win. Factor. Yeah. Um, you you got on iRacing around 2018, 2019. You, Somewhere you got a there. wheel and pedals. Okay, so. I know that you made the 2019 Pro Series and only got to run three races of that, which we'll get into that. But but back up before then, when did you really start to see that progress? Because like to to start and then and then just reach a level where and, and then you fucking won in like one of the three races that you got to run. So yeah, the first one at Volusia, right? So. Yep. To go from sucking on R Factor, not that it's entirely related, but then you get a wheel and pedals, and then you're at the level where you can win in a pro series race. When did that really start? Like, because that's not like an easy jump. No, it's like, not. It's, that's like a from really not winning to like quick being progression. Like the, yeah, you know no, I, mean? I agree. I mean, I don't, I don't know if Kiefer was running a lot back then, but he wasn't. The the game has definitely progressed a lot, and it's a lot different now than it was back then. I think picking up early was a big gain. Like, I'm not going to say the competition wasn't great back then, but I feel like it's the cars are so different. Tracks are different nowadays. Like, it's, it's hard for the same guy Tighter. to win every race. Like, I know Blake and Evan, they are, they're still on their hot streak kind of, but, uh, you know, it's a toss-up. Like, these pro races, like you guys were talking about earlier in the show, uh, the sprint car series is wild, man. I, mm -hmm. I couldn't tell you who's going to win it. It doesn't even was, matter if it's one lap to go. No, I mean, that's kind of like with the late models. Rumsey was really close, but uh, the biggest thing for me, I felt like VLR had a, it was like a race on Texas series, uh, probably in 19 or 20. I don't know if any of those guys remember it. And I was able to win like three races on that eight race tour. And this was right before the 2019 or 2018 Pro Series, that first one I ran. And uh, I was able to make it into the qualifying series. I don't remember a whole lot back then. But I remember I was very stupid back then, <laughs> and I kind of I feel like I've matured a little bit. I can still be a little rough at times, but uh, if I didn't mature, I don't think I ever would have won that championship. I, I think I think the the it's not like you're uh, you're immature now. You're just you're still just really aggressive. Like it, I think if anybody watched you, they would say that your like style is aggressive. aggressive, and that's it's not like a, a bad thing. It's just it's like, like people like a wouldn't. Houser. People wouldn't. In a way, not like <laughs> don't that. insult not them. Like, nah, not like. But like you guys not, are both super aggressive drivers, yeah. and not like there's not in like times, a dumb way. But like, and you do have your dumb ways sometimes. I've seen it. Like yeah. it's we all have it. But like you're one of those guys that if there's a hole. You're taking it. I feel like I'm either checkers or wreckers, man. That's yeah, exactly that, what I've, I've literally if, always said about about you is that you're checkers or wreckers. If I'm close to winning, I'm going to do everything I can to wreck the car or win the race. Like, it almost happened Monday. Like, now, I want to win that race so damn bad. Would you say that – because you didn't really answer my question for the record. I want to know what, what was kind of like the contributing factor that got you to the to the level of – of a pro driver and a, and a champion at that, what was the biggest contributing factor factor in that short, relatively short time span? Like, was it just the amount of hours that you put in? Was it the teammates or was it, I mean, do you kind of just feel like it's one of them? Uh, I just naturally got it kind of things, you know? I'm going to say that it's just natural. Uh, I don't, I mean, I agree with that some and disagree with that some, but, uh, 
I was in high school back then, probably freshman, sophomore year, and I didn't do nothing, dude. Like, I'm talking, got home 3.30 on this game. I'm up till 3, 4 o'clock in the morning waking up going to school the next day, like, grinding this. Like, never yeah. got off of it. Never had a job in high school until I got out of high school. I just played this, like, I mean... I made it, I made more money than the kids at high school playing this. So yeah. I would say it's just laps, really. Like I've slacked off a little bit running laps, and I've kind of struggled here lately. But I mean, I've been on some good teams and been on some, you know, struggle buses before. But uh, the team that I really started with was Bad Racing, and JD Brown. Me and him are like best friends back then. We still pretty tight, and it was just me and him kind of grinding out every night. Uh, he built the majority of the setups, and I just I just drove them pretty much. But it's uh, one thing about me: I'm not very good at building the damn. Setup. I'm not either. I Terrible. suck at it, dude. I, I suck at it. it. Which we were talking about that. Hey, the that other was day. the best thing about the midget the deal this week for me. Like you guys were like like asking me like what I was running. I just literally ran the very very first thing Rumsey ever sent to me, and I just learned to drive it. That's <laughs> oh, all yeah. I did, which oh, I yeah. think is like a big thing, and just like the i racing scene we're like that's like something like where you had jd to just just go drive just go drive just go drive where a lot of drivers i feel like on i racing struggle about this because of this where you need like for instance like that midget deal like i was at like the first few races and first few days i was testing out and driving it because i had i've never drove before like this is the first time i've ever drove midgets like honestly in i racing like just as didn't happen but whenever i was two three tenths off and some people are like oh it's the setup or oh, it's the setup and i'm telling you dude i got like three or four tenths i kept getting speed by just learning what i was doing feeling the race car understanding with the pedals and the wheel and just getting it all kind of perfect and mellow with each other and that's that i mean the setups setups do help trust me it does help to have a better setup, but a lot of it at the end of the day is just driving and being able to drive the setup in every scenario. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like back then, like we did not have the best setup in the field. Like the year that I won the the spring fling, uh, I can't remember if that was twenty or I think twenty twenty. Yeah, you won't believe how much uh, uh, steering offset we ran in that setup. Right, something yes. dumb, negative yeah. twelve or something. Negative twenty eight what just to get it to turn no idea we didn't know what we were doing we were just clicking <laughs> buttons rogue button clickers over holy here holy shit something and like i ran like mid-pack in every single practice race it was and then when it came down to it i just knew i had to get up on the wheel and like with the sprint car stuff i feel like we're slacking a little bit in the setup but if we just make laps i know we're just as good as anybody else because it's so right. like so hard to hit the same line in those things every lap with any car. Well, really. and, and if you and that's like the biggest thing where I see and like what really excels from like you, Evan, Blake, um, Rumsey, and like those guys, it's not like like compared like you guys compared to what I compare myself. Like so, me compared to you, you are more like I feel like I can hit the same lap time as like some of you guys, but I can't hit it as consistent. But I can hit it more consistent than most. But you and that's what it takes. Like it's like kind of like a lap thing, and just knowing. And you under you've been around racing a lot, so you understand the feeling of a race car and how it should feel, and where you should pick up the throttle, and like all that stuff really truly does matter. Yeah, I agree. I kind of want to go back to what Nathan said a little bit earlier. Like uh, back then, like the tracks have changed so much. Everybody knew me as I was 
no matter what, if you kill the top, I wasn't going to be good. Like, all I did back then was rip the top every single track we went to. And really now good. you can't do that as much anymore, I feel like. Right. So just you can't roll rely- through the middle. Roll into the middle. And, you, and we have to be a lot. We have to be a lot. <laughs> you have to be a lot smoother, and it takes a lot different. But when, like in those instances, whenever you need to get up on the wheel, you're able to do that pretty consistently and smooth. And I've watched it like Volusia, I want to know. I just Pro Series. Know. Whenever you're a wall tapping in three and four every lap, like it, I can't even do that once, bro. Like I just I gotta know now that we've we've brought the topic up, Hayden. How the fuck are you so good at running the top? Like what? It, like what is it, dude? What, can you give can you give any sort of insight like as to like maybe you watch other people doing it and you're like that's what you're doing wrong but you don't want to give the secret away like is there something like that or you just you just fucking got it you know what i mean i honestly i have no idea i don't know what i do different than anybody else i know this is funny and it's been a while since i talked about this but there was one point in time that dylan wilson was changing internets left and right, trying to figure out how I was running the top so good everywhere we went. He changed internets like four times in the season that I won a championship. Oh and my god! Like I don't know what it is. Like back then, you could like I'm talking like 2020, you could rip the deck out of the late model, and then yeah. you could go in the top like three more inches. You could put the whole right, right tire right, in the wall, it had and it doesn't do anything. It. And you're just full mat once you get in. Like, I right. was in it, and full mat, just wow, 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 all the way through the corner. <laughs> is there yeah. something about, like, the aggression that kind of comes into play there? Like, there's just sort of like a, like, just, what, how am I trying to word this? Like, you just, it's you almost care, like a sleep but bliss you don't, on the edge. You care, but you don't care, and that allows you to be ultra aggressive. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, would you say that that's true? Uh, yeah, like, like I don't know. It, I just like feel... me, me, I can't. I, there's sometimes where I don't want to take the risk because I care more about holding on to what I've got right now. Like, okay, I'm good with the top three here. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas right. you're like, I don't give a fuck. I'm I'm well, ripping the damn wall even... down. You know, I'm going like, for I, this massive. I wouldn't bomb. say that. I I just say it's not. It's not. It, it's like a no fear accepted. kind of thing. Not, like, not, not the urge to win. Like he he wants to win. Like a top three isn't acceptable. And I, what's your answer, I, Hayden? We're we're trying to put it, words in your like, mouth. What's your answer? I mean, I said that earlier. Like, I just want to win. Like nobody cares about who runs the second, third, or fourth, or fifth. Like, and that's like, and that's kind of like what I how I see the, like the real in the series stuff, stuff. It's it's hurt me. Yeah, like yeah, I've just yeah. wrecked the sprint car every week. But like. At times, I feel like I look out of control as anybody else when I run the top, but I just feel comfortable up there. Like, yeah. I know I'm not smooth at all when I go up there, but I'm just, I just don't care, really, I guess you could say. I don't know what a good answer is for that. Like, that was a good question. <laughs> I, and I feel I, more comfortable I just always up wanted top to know. as well, especially like last, like whenever I first got into the late model side of things, which was 2019, uh, in a tw- after. Right after the second pro series is whenever I was getting into it. And like whenever like I was known kind of like for what you were, it's really good on the top. And I couldn't run the bottom. And I was just like that that's just how I felt like I grew up, like came through the ranks known for, especially like back whenever I was with Zach and those guys and uh McSwain and like he taught me the first time like to run the cushion and like once I I beat him first time, I remember Charlotte whenever like my first bought a pay to win set. So that's been back a long time ago, ladies and gentlemen. 
Um, but like learning to run the top, like I feel comfortable on the top and I feel miserable on the bottom. Even though like I like like in real life, I, I see you succeeding a lot on the bottom. And on iRacing, you're really good on the top. And like this year, I won most of my races on the bottom. And every race that I was on the top, I feel more comfortable, but we weren't winning the race. Is that and It's crazy to see like... Like we both, I'm sure you win races on the top, and I've won races on the top this year. But it, it's, I, I just see that you're more natural on the bottom in real life, and I racing you're on the top. It's just kind of wild to me. It's so different because, like, when I run the top on I racing, I go in there with the intentions I'm knocking the damn wall down. Like, <laughs> right, the right, fastest, right. The fastest I win is you run, you don't lift getting in the corner, and it's almost like you spin the car on entry. Just smoke yeah. the right rear off the wall. Even if you cut down off the wall, you still got a stupid yeah. boost that you're getting off the wall. And I agree, that stuff is broken. Like yes. it's got better. Like I get it. Like like some of these guys are saying, like you can't do that in real life. Like I've seen Bobby Pierce knock the deck out for fifty, sixty. Laps I've done in a row it at, in a race. at Brownstown Bullring in three and four. We've talked about it. You can actually get up on the curb and it boosts you. Like it's but a I will genuine say, thing. Like as far as the late model goes, if you hit the right front of the wall you should be done like your race car is junk at that point goodbye yes yeah i agree <laughs> and i think if they did that on iRacing you'd be like less likely to do that which they did start to do implement that a little bit now it's not as i don't think they can make it as aggressive because right. like we're too could... we're too hardwired to run the top now yes and and get like, away like with that. it it's almost yeah, like, like with the mirrors, how they, they made an option to take the mirrors away, and it's like we've just had them for too long. It's hard to take them away now. And this yeah. is where I feel like we're, I was telling Hayden, like, the place to go. Like, he was asking me if he was going to race in Illinois one weekend, like, where to go? You got to go to Fairbury, dude. And the reason why is that's, like, one of the easiest places to drive, like you do on iRacing on a Kush. Like, you literally go in there and just stand on it. You you lift, you burp it, and just stand on it. And it's like, I mean, granted, cars got to do it, but... Like, those are a few times that you can actually do that. And there is times you can bounce off the wall. Like, I did it at Eldora, actually, in the Modified this year a few times. And it does boost you. But if you ever catch that right front, and I've done this, you catch that right front, as soon as it's caught, goodbye. Done. Right front, done. In the wall. So, it's just... all right. I want to go back to 2019. I just want I just want your answer. Because I've heard rumors, why why did you get suspended three weeks into the into the 2019 Pro Series? If you're willing to answer that, I'm sure you. Yeah, are. yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I've heard. I want to know if what I know is true. So I'm I'm ready to I, hear this. Yeah, you've probably heard something similar, but uh, I don't even remember who I was in the server with. We were in a, a Knoxville server practicing the the super light model for Knoxville. And we were just out here wrecking shit, man, in practice, just wrecking shit. And I was out here straight lining my teammates in the corners in the damn practice session. And good old Ryan Flatten uh, turned turn me into the iRacing police. And uh, they did not take it very lightly. They the, the, gave the me no warning, no like, appeal, like nothing. Damn. You're, you're done, bud. Okay. And, so that's close, but not what I heard uh, about it. And this has been a long time since I heard this, but the rumor that I heard was that you got suspended because you straight lined someone in a road course race. 
No. And it wasn't a teammate or nothing. It was just a random, like, official road course race. So, I, I'm i trying to remember this clearly because it's been a minute. That might have happened, but I don't think I was banned from the series because of that. I think I was banned for, like, two weeks, and I somehow got off the hook and was going to be able to race. And then, like, the day after that. You just didn't learn your lesson. You're like, let's see if I can get away with it again. I told you I was stupid. <laughs> I was stupid back then. So that was 2019. All right, let's fast forward to 2020. Sounds like that Logan Rumsey guy. Let's, let's fast forward to 2020. You win the, the Pro Series Championship. Three wins, I think, maybe four uh, during that series. Um, and clearly the class of the field for a lot of those races. I just want to know, now that it's been like three years, what if you think back to that season, what sticks out to you? Whether it's, you know, a, a certain memory, a, a you know, this, that, or the other, like outside of obviously just fucking winning the thing. Like, what's something that sticks out to you about that season? Uh, it was it was kind of wild. Like there for a minute, uh, me and Wilson went back and forth with the points lead, and this might sound really really bad, but I dropped out twice that season. Out of the races. Yeah, I know. And still won the points. Yeah. And I ran like four B mains that year. Mm -hmm. Eldora, I started dead last to B main and making another Lima Land, I believe. Yeah, that, Kokomo, that was huge. That, I think. that was huge. But like back then, I was just comfortable. And I felt like I had a chip on my shoulder that I had something to prove from 2019. So uh, that's like prime time Hayden Cardwell ready to come smoke ass back then. Like, uh, the, if, the, if the Sim sees that here soon, it'll be trouble. <laughs> so, so you talk about that, you know, Hayden ready to come kick ass, and it makes me think of, of the Lernerville race. Like, you can't – I still think that maybe the most – How do you run the top of Lernerville like that? That's nuts. I still think that maybe the most dominant race I've ever seen. I still like to go back and, and watch – some of those races from that season and I, I'll always watch that one just because I've never seen that kind of dominance. Maybe the, the next most dominant one that I can remember is Evan last year at weed sport or Evan this year at like Volusia. Uh, but what, I mean, what the fuck dude, that, that Lernerville race, what, what do you got to say about that one, dude? Like, I don't know, man. Like, of course I'm going to be on the top, but there's no wall. <laughs> there's no wall. That's what you said well, in the post-race interview. I remember you I, were like, uh, everyone always thinks that I, all I can do is, you know, run the wall. Well, we just wax their ass, something like that, uh, yeah, without a wall. I was just comfortable. Like, I knew that's where I was going to be from the, like, as soon as we went there. Like, that is still my favorite racetrack on this game. How do you do it it's, for 50 well, laps? Like, I can do it. to the like, wall without can, even I can slipping. Do it, but I can't do it repetitively. I don't, I don't know, like... Did you just enter like a uh, like a, a a state of laser focus? You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck, dude? I would, I would, I don't know. It's 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 like I don't know. Like I'm just <laughs> out here just driving the car. Would you and... say like it's not like I've I watched a movie, so I always re reference it to humming. But would you find like whenever you're you're like leading in a race or even in the real car racing, it's just. Like when you're just found that edge, that sweet bliss, that like almost like where you want to hum, like in your head, you're humming. 
Like, and like, you're just like, you don't know what you're doing. You're just doing it. You're flowing with it. Like, it's just, everything feels natural. And it's like one of those moments, like, I know it's eye racing, but like, you, you don't even, you get that very rare feeling of that sweet bliss, even in the real car. Like, it's just one of those moments. I feel like even like whenever you have those nights, like that was their night. Like he had it, like you just, every, the vibes were right. The mood was right. Like it just, everything flowed. And I feel like that's a hard thing to get in racing. And even you get it on I racing. It's it's special kind of. Yeah. yeah I, I knew we were going to be good that, that night, but I didn't think we would be that good. Like Evan, this is when, you know, Evan hadn't started dominating yet, but he was coming up and he was definitely showing he was one of the ones to beat. And I'm pretty sure he ran second to me. He did. And I had like a three second lead at one point and they're like, dude, you're checking out. You got 25 to go. Just ride. And I'm like, I'm not fucking riding. Like, <laughs> I'm here to, I'm here to go. Like I'm comfortable. I ne at one point in that race, I never felt like I was going to go off. Yeah. Never. Just and and it, that's like one of those where like the thing my my learnerville theory is if you don't think about it you won't it won't happen like you're just just race just drive and that's yeah. like a big that's my yeah. thing about it I think there's one sprint car race you need to go back and watch that I won in pro maybe 21 or 20 and I did something somewhere I, oh yeah I, if I if I remember correct I can't remember but. I'll just get I, through all of them. I and actually, see. I, actually <laughs> a fun track. I actually built that setup. That the for the late model? Yes, that's the only setup I ever built. And that Tyler was Ducharme ran third. That can tell mm -hmm. you everything. That was uh that was whenever you were a part of Slick. Well, I mean you yeah, were you were part of Slick. But that was whenever there was a lot more people on Slick, I should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think I joined right when it converted over from I can't even remember what it was called before Slick, but there was something else before Slick. And yeah, was, was, it was. I can't remember what it was, though. I can't think Someone of it. Else it wasn't Swindell. No, no Swindell was the, the sprint car Stop. side. Sprint car side, yeah. What All was right. Slick beforehand? It was... Someone had brought it up. Um, I believe it was Edens or JD that brought it up on his on his episode. TTL? Yeah, yeah that, that's it. That's it. What, TTL which, Esports. TTL, yeah. what does that stand for? I have no idea, but oh, I know cool. that... Joel Berkeley is who came up with all that, and Joel was actually still running slick. And Joel is still around. He just doesn't have enough time to even come and play because he's so busy with his rap business over in Australia. Yeah. So um, the uh, the Lernerville race, I mean, like, there's just a really great season, but you go into the finale in Ooh. a really tight points battle. What? And I'm going to bring back an old question that Kiefer always gives me shit about. What were the nerves like going into that final race, like with $10,000 on the line and it's not a surefire thing. You essentially have to finish in front of the guy in front of Dylan Wilson. Yeah, I was, I was nervous. Yeah. Nervous wreck. I don't think I was bad, but then once you watch that timer in the top left corner, when it clicks over qualifying, Oh, bud. That's when I'm nervous wreck. Nervous. <laughs> Every race. I get so nervous, even if we're just messing around in a fish race. I get so you nervous. Do get nervous. You do get yes, nervous. I get way. I get so nervous. On, I never get nervous in a real car, but this shit gets this me all says. torn up. It gets me all tore up. I don't know what's up. But the fact that you're still able to go out there and do it, um, and Kiefer told me, because, and we'll get to the to the gobbler here in a minute, but he told me that you know he was watching you uh, in Discord with you and watching you whenever you went out for qualifying for the gobbler. And you go out there and you qualify two tenths faster than everybody. But the thing that he said that stood out to him was that you 
were just insanely confident about what you were about to go do in qualifying. Like it wasn't, there was or no hesitation. even just like racing. Yeah. Like, well, anything about it. But the main thing the we were lines. talking about qualifying was right. he was like, you knew what line to run and you were confident about it. And you were going to go out there and you were going to fucking hit it. Perfect. But that's funny because it, on the flip side of it, like that's what we see. But for you, you're like nervous right before qualifying. Oh, hundred percent. Well, and like, I feel like a lot of times you're doing something bold. Yeah, yeah. Like the thing with the gobbler, like the way Steve ran that track in, in all the practices, we never had a track like that. Never. Never seen a track where it built Mount Everest on the cushion. And I knew everybody was so, so tight that they couldn't run it like that. And we had one setup that you couldn't even touch the left front in the slick or you're spinning out. And my buddy James Edens uh, hooked us up and... I didn't load it in until I seen the curb building, and I'm I'm shaking going on the back straightaway for a damn street stock race. <laughs> and, I just go here and don't lift for two laps. I got it on the bike one lap. I thought I was going over and claw. Like my fast lap, I had three tires on. Uh, like one tire was off the ground. So street stocks. I mean, have you? has that ever really been something that you you've done i know you said in the post-race interview that um i didn't expect my my first big win after coming back to be in a street stock but like is it you never were in a street stock really before this no i think i only ran the i ran the gobbler once the one of the knoxville ones and i was terrible man like, <laughs> i ran the top and i ran like 25th damn <laughs> the whole race was terrible yeah, but, but you go I'm out not... here for this one, you set quick time, win the prelim, win the finale. Like, I mean, but you said you didn't expect to, well, you, you didn't think your first big win after coming back would be in a street stock. What were your, your actual expectations going into that? Like, I know you practiced a decent amount. Like, what were you really thinking? I just wanted to make the race, honestly, like just make my money back in that deal. Like I really did not think that I would have a shot to even win the race. Like some of those guys in the street stocks, I They're personally, good. I've never even heard of them, but they, they're no joke, dude. Like they can get around the freaking street stock and like, this is one reason why I have to give Logan a freaking hell of a shout out because if it wasn't for the people I'm surrounded by, I don't think I, I could just get on and, you know, make laps. Like right. I know I've, I've got the shit to win with. Yeah. Right. Which is nice to have. Do Okay. I want to, I want to, uh, kind of go off topic, but this is something I, I meant to ask just a minute ago, but um, I, I think I've only ever talked to you in a race or after a race one time. And I just want to know if you remember the, the, the time that I'm talking about. So last year in the late model pro series at I 55, you sent me a message after the race, uh, something along the lines of, I don't know why the fuck we're racing this hard for 17th. <laughs> I, I'd have to go back and look. I can't remember this. <laughs> no, it's I really it's don't fine. Even remember this. I, the, the only reason it sticks out to me is because of, you know, who you are. And, and it also, like, I was like, what? And I remember we got into each other, like, once, maybe. And I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? So I go back and look. And you can feel free to look back on your own and, and defend yourself at a later time. But I think this shit was on you, okay? Because... I'm running middle for like the last five laps. You're running top for the last five laps. And then I'm right here. And then the next 
time and one and two, you just chopped down on me. And then that was like the only time we touched each other. And then you uh, messaged me after the race. I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't, I, uh, I just, wanted to, know, I just wanted to know if you remembered that. He wrecks. I doubt people. you did. You've where wrecked, were you we, so much. Where were we at? What racetrack? I-55. I-55. There's a good possibility I probably cut down your nose. <laughs> blame it on you. We were we were in the back though, um, and I mean I don't think you you or I really gained many positions there no. at, in the back. Hey, I fifty five was a good week. That race? Where did you run that that week? I'm talking about last year, not this year. Oh uh, no, I was still pretty good last year. You finished like tenth. Sure. I won a heat race. I had to like. Gave up after I fifty five. I think it was I-55 after I fifty five that you gave up. I, I just had enough, dude. Like I fifty five so has, uh, has been my two best tracks, my two best races, pretty much. You, you have been around uh, for a long time, relatively in the sim racing game on iRacing, especially the, the level side. Yeah, at the level that you are, it seems like your interest and your drive. For sim racing comes in waves what what's the contributing factor to that is it are you just burning yourself out because like whenever you do feel like getting on that's all you do because i've noticed in the past couple weeks you've been on a lot yeah like i don't know like we're not racing i haven't raced in like four or five months because i haven't had anything to drive and i'd be i mean i'm curious to see what happens whenever we do pick up racing season like I will say I enjoy racing a real car way more than this. Like, yeah. Well, it's a little more some, competitive. Sometimes, like, it just depends on what you run. People are just toxic, man. Like, I know I can be at times, but, like, people you race with on here, like, it just kind of ruins the fun sometimes. But Sometimes right, it does. Right, right now it hasn't been bad. Like, the midget race we ran last night was fun. Like, yeah. the sprint car races have been fun. Like, I've crashed out. Uh, the gobble was fun, <laughs> you know? Like, Granted, you've been up front for most of these. Yeah, well. Um, you weren't up front for Williams' sprint, sprint cars. You were sprint in cars. about mid-pack. Uh, I mean, but, like, I kind of want to, like, I wish late models were, like, right around the corner, like, or like a qual series or something. Yeah. Something got to be interested because like, I think the late models drive the best on dirt right now. Like, really? Just from what, They're nice. Just from what I've, when I've felt like just racing, like me and Kiefer ran that race last week, I think it was, or yeah. two weeks ago, he wrecked the field. I don't know why he did that, but. <laughs> hey, we were coming, uh, we were charging through the field past, I was pushing you through there. So but, what, yeah, what is, like, what is your overall opinion of the state of dirt on iRacing? Like you, you gave a couple of examples, but I want to know like, whole, your opinion we'll on everything, setup shops, the skill oh, level of all the drivers, how the cars feel, how the tracks feel. You've been through almost every build that there has been. How? What is your opinion on all of it right now? I think as far as the cars across dirt have got, you know, better, I think. Like, we've made some gains and, you know, kind of lost a little bit from – what I found, but like late models, I think they're really good right now. The big blocks are fun to drive. Like I feel like they got a tons of power right now. The midgets were terrible last build. I felt like, and now they're they've got a little bit better. I love the midget. <laughs> I love the midget. <laughs> He's a different it, man now. It's good, but like, if we want to talk about setup shops, <laughs> dumbest fucking thing they ever did. <laughs> I hate them. 
It's stupid. Like I feel like ever since they that came around, it's got so much. Well, like, I was thinking like, about it. Toxic. I feel like like you race an official race, and you don't even know the guys are racing, and here we are spamming the chat. You know, go get our setup fifteen percent off like every five seconds. Here's right. here's a theory that I was thinking about the other day. I don't know if I've talked to anybody about this, but. So this is like my kind of side of things where I look at it as what setup shops kind of should be looked at. I'm not, this is going to throw kind of like I, no hate towards it, but like just, I, um, because I've been there, I, there's money in it. I, I, I get it. Yeah. Um, but it should be looked at as the same way we do IRL. It should be like, Oh, he's a longhorn guy, but doesn't mean he like, say, say I have, I have a longhorn. Nathan has an XR1. We're on two. He's on. He's with Majulis and C, and I'm on beta by myself. Like, <laughs> with you guys. I'm, I'm beta, damn it. I am beta. But so you have two different sides of the program. Like, it should be looked at as like an XR1 Longhorn deal. It shouldn't be looked at as enemies. Like, it's just like you guys can still be friends. You guys can still shit. Like, you could not, not necessarily that, but it almost. It's kind of like it. Uh, sim racing has gotten to where it's like the chassis building now where you can go get it where before everyone was kind of by themselves smaller individual where like if you're at longhorn nowadays there's a lot of people working at longhorn together if you're at extra one there's everyone extra ones working together and that's kind of like what the setup shop did was it brought a bunch of people as a whole to work together as one and but i feel like know, that's the way it should should be viewed but it's not i it, mean i kind of want to you know, come back a little bit from what I said. Like it was a little harsh. Like, <laughs> You're I get it. it. <laughs> yeah, 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 a little bit. Like, like I, I get it. Like some guys, like they, you know, they've came out with setup shops and it's helped them tremendously. Yeah. Like they, these guys are the guys that don't really speak at all. Like they're just on here to have fun, and they're running what they they can get and what they feel most comfortable with. And I think that's a good thing, but. I don't think it's anybody's problem that have bought a setup or like it's more of the people that are running these things. And I just feel like it's a big competition and, and it, we have and it, all these stupid Facebook chats that I don't really understand why we got them. Right. And if we, if we really want to grow the community as a whole, I get it's, there's going to be toxic moments because there's toxic moments in absolutely everything, but, and you're not going to fix the official stuff's kind of, it's iffy. It really is because it's officials. The hosted stuff you really can't control because it's a hosted. But I feel like whenever like we're in leagues or pro series, like pro series stuff like that, if you're in a serious race or a serious event, that's it, it should be. You should race it like kind of differently as we do, and like that's the like there you shouldn't be toxic we should all be in it together to try to grow the sport in a way yeah there's going to be stuff that happens bad but you're like we want better things for the sport and we all say we want to but then the next moment <laughs> i look at iRacing dirt talk and we're shit talking him and his sister for because they said this and he said that and then we're photoshopping this and they get better and it is funny and I, there is times and we should have fun with it and it's okay to joke around with each other and it is like, but at the end of the day, like it's a game. It is a game. It, it where we are racing for serious money. We are doing that as well. It is very very competitive. But at the end of the day, it's for fun. It's the end of the day. 
at the end of the day, it's the end of the day. But it, we're, we're doing it for fun, and it shouldn't be looked at as, well, his team is, over, like, you know, just Hauser, the, like, you shouldn't hate the Ek Longhorn because yeah. they're in Longhorn. You and shouldn't that's exactly hate what Hauser said extra one. on his episode. He was like, you don't hear it's fucking, dumb. you know, so-and-so calling Longhorn because someone in a Longhorn wrecked their shit. Yeah. Okay, he's the one to say that, though. He, 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 he can say but, that, but, but he is—he right. he has been better. He's been good yeah, lately. I've been week, watching him, the Tanner Tomasi deal has went on for three months. It feels like, and we get—you know—I don't yeah. even—I'm not even in the loop with that. I just yeah. see it on this. There is stuff, and it—and I've been—and I've been—I kind of pushed a lot of it out of my social media for a little bit, but I've been kind of, <laughs> um. But I've been kind of like just pondering and looking at things, and it has been getting better. It really has. I'll be honest. And it's been nice seeing where it has been going because these last, I'll say probably from the start of November on, things have been pretty nice on the iRacing side of things. And I've kind of been grateful that it, like the podcast deals make me feel more like appreciative of like what we are kind of doing here. And like this. before, it is nice. And we're talking about it and I'm excited for like what it brings and everyone on here, but it's making it a more positive side of it um i've seen everyone else not not everyone but uh, most people trying to make it a more positive side of it um but at, at the end of the day we're all kind of a family because like we all know each other we all know what's going on with our whole lives um it's like we're all big family like why like it, it, we're gonna we're gonna fight everyone does but that's how i look at it so next question now that we're done with that is there um, is there any any desire to compete in the late model pro? So you mentioned it a little bit, but will you try to run it next year, or is it is there really any desire there? Um, I think I mean I want to, yes, but getting myself to actually prepare for that is another question. Like I think it's possible for me to you know make it again, and I'm not gonna say I'm good enough to win it now. Like just truly, like I don't feel as comfortable as I did three years ago. Like that's, you know, I can well, anything I race now. But is lot. there, is there no, like, I don't know. Is there no sort of pride in it that you kind of want to come back and, and like, you know, show that Make you're still one of the best, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, I guess you could say like, uh, who's going to outrun Evan? Like who's going to beat him? Tell me. Yeah. I mean, I really think that Rumsey's been good. Rumsey, I mean, if Majulis, he keeps his head straight, if Majulis, if he keeps his head straight, he needs Majulis, an arm. He needs another arm. He does need another arm. That would help Rumsey. Majulis was uh, was a, I mean, very busy. Um, like not putting hardly any time in compared to what he had over the last two years because of his new job. Um, you, I think, are one that could come on and or come back and compete like it's not I, I i love evan but and i think he's really really fucking good but i don't think it's as far-fetched as people think it is like it's not impossible he's not impossible to beat now everyone's beatable exactly and like he's been I, now now you would have to everyone would have to elevate their games right because he's elevated yeah. his but it's not it's still not impossible you know what i mean no i, I agree and it's but. it's it's racing. We see it every year, every single year. Someone new, like honest, like 
Davenport 2022, crazy fucking year. Won like every race. 2023, RTJ wins every race. Davenport wins. <laughs> was that a thumbs yeah. down? You know yeah, what I mean? Like he, he was terrible. He had a bad year. He had a bad yeah. year. For him. Like for him. Year, yeah. yeah. For him. But like yeah. the year before, he just dominated. And it'd be like Nick Hoffman going back to a modified and only winning 10 races instead of 40. You'd be like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Um, but like it's racing that you see it in anything. I think any every dog has its day. Like it's. I can't wait for every dog. And like, I, well, I, that's why I was like super grateful. Like, just I had a crazy year in real life, and like, oh man, am I? I don't even know if I can repeat that. Like that, like it's just stuff like that. Like you just, it doesn't really happen, you know? I think you'll do even better. Um, and like for like where you did and how successful you, whenever you won the pro series and how Evan's been so successful and so dominant, like that, that's just, you don't see that stuff. Yeah. Anymore. Like I am, you, you do hate it. You do like, like not hate it, but like, it's, you don't see that, you know? Right. And I, I, I really am thankful for like the success I've had on this game. Like, I don't know if there's ever going to be a time where I'm, where I'm that good, like again, like in the future, like that's that's gonna be tough to top. But like it, it, it was def- It's cool to go back and see, like, I mean, Just and honestly, like if, if you right? can if you can win some races on here, like it does help you get your name out there. Like yeah, yeah, like it, or if you host I, a podcast, the i racing is the i racing stuff's getting some respect and like. Like whenever, like beginning of the year when I was racing, like people would come up and talk to you, and you've probably had it too. Talked about i racing and they make a joke about it, but like it's slowly starting to build a reputation for itself on the i racing side of things, which makes it cooler for us being pro series guys and or being able and have competed in that level or have the experience of racing in these big races. I mean, not a lot of people can say that, and it's not something easy. Like this isn't just something you can hop on and drive i know a lot of people make fun of it but like if you're good on like once you reach like the competitive side of this you gain a lot of respect like it's 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 surreal kind of in a way it's it's uh, the respect side of it it's cool so you uh you mentioned that you kind of putting your name out there from you know your wins on iRacing and the championship but i've always heard and i'm pretty sure this is true but i want to hear it from you i've always heard that you used the money from winning pro series to buy your first real late model. Uh, yeah, yeah, that true. That whole year, that yeah, yeah, that whole year. That whole year, I won like the every playing, freaking the, big race yeah. there was, yeah. and I was able to buy my car. Well, and tell us more about that whole story, because I want to know. Like that's that's almost like everyone's that's dream. Crazy. That's ca- that's, like, that's everyone's dream, really. Like if yeah. they couldn't afford it, like. It would be that the dream it. to win like, everything on iRacing and then, okay, now I can afford a real car. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'm not going to say, like, we weren't broke growing up, but, like, my my family did everything they could, like, to make our lives better. Yeah. And, like, if they could, if they could have bought me a car, like, I know they would have. But, right. Like, yeah. I won $32,000 that year in just <laughs> winnings that year. Damn. So I went out, I bought my car for $5,000. Cheapest thing I could find. It was like a hey. 2007 Master Bill, I think. No, no motor or well, it came with everything minus motor, shocks, and seat, and it was it was a pretty good price. I bought a trailer for like 6,500, and then my grandfather bought a brand new truck, 
and we were able to use it and he bought a 602 motor for me and I was able to race on the money that I had those first that first year and a little bit of my second year and then I was able to buy my own 604 motor for that car and I moved up one class but it, it wasn't a 604 class yet they yep. call it a sportsman class you guys yep. seen it at 411 yeah that's what I ran and I won thir 13 races the next year and I was lucky enough to uh, get my shot with somebody with you know that treated me really really good in the year and a half that I was with his name was Rusty Webb. Uh, Pretty I, big I, deal. Yeah, I kind of we had Pretty a big deal. we had a like kind of like a deal where we it was just gonna be a one race and done at 411, just a weekly race. Yeah. And my first time I sat in this car, it was hot lap qualifying. We didn't have any hot laps. First time I ever drove a car, I sat the pole and led every lap. And he was like, dude. You you want to drive this thing full time? And I was like, yeah, like that's awesome. Like, like <laughs> of course. I've never, I've never, I don't really know what this is like. I've never drove for anybody, and it was a lot different than you know owning your own stuff. But like truly, at the end of the day, I was I was thankful for that guy. Uh, we ran a traveling series. It was American All Star Series. I won five races on that tour and won the championship. And we parted ways in the middle this year, last year, whatever you want to call it. And I drove the CBR house car for a little bit, and now we're getting ready to start this new deal with the bmf guys pretty excited about that how how did you end up as a uh as a house driver for Corey hedgecock in, in the bmf chassis uh his his dad chad uh reached out to me and we've all we and Corey have we've clicked it off for a minute we've been pretty good friends and i was still driving the cbr car at this time and they were like dude we, we want to put you in one of our cars like you're our first pick like if you don't drive it we're going to get somebody else to drive it but we want to come to you and give you a little legitimate shot and it was like three months of me like thinking about this like because i was in good stuff chip treated me right and he was like let's get this car together for all tech and we'll go down and race the power race and uh Corey ended up winning that but i i feel like i'm a man of my word in the real side and i had a deal with chip that you know he, he wanted to run the pal fan memorial at all tech biggest great race of the year one yep. of the biggest great races of the year yep so i ran that i ran i ran that ran sixth or third most of the race and got spun out but uh it happens dude i've done it and then then after that uh me and chip uh, i parted ways with him and you know we ended on a pretty good friendship like we're, we're still pretty good friends on good terms I feel like yeah yeah i, I feel like i'm i, I want to say i'm bettering myself so Hey, I have a lot of confidence of in those things. It's a leap of faith. I, yeah, yeah. I, that was like, like one of the I'm, first things I told you, like talked to you about. Like, I have a lot of confidence in those guys, and I have con like, and I have confidence in you and that whole deal and Hedgecock I'm, and those guys. I think one of them's winning the dome. A BMF, there's only one gonna be there. I know that's the only one that's gonna win. <laughs> Go run second again, probably. <laughs> but no, I'm I'm nervous about that deal, but I'm excited. Kicks off two weeks at 411. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, I got confirmation today, Hayden, that if our truck is fixed by the hangover, I will be there. Oh boy! And I'll I'll say this: if both of y'all are there, I will probably end up showing up as well uh, with a racing suit, just for the record. Um, no, I, I, I got one more question about um, yeah. about the the real life stuff, and this is. People are probably tired of me asking this because it's it's something that I ask everyone that started in sim racing and then got their shot in a real car. But I just 
I, I kind of like to hear everybody's different answer. After so many years of sim racing, pretty a decent amount of years of sim racing, what was it like finally getting to drive a real car? Uh, and and how quickly do you feel like you adapted? Man, it was it was wild. Like first time I sit in that six or two, I'm like, okay, buddy, we don't have a reset button. And <laughs> I feel like we're going. Mach 1000 down this straightaway in a 602 car. Like, how old were you at that time? Mm, let's say 18. Yeah, okay. 18, I think. 17. I think it was 18. But, you know, it's a lot different. Like, way nothing compares to a real car. But at the same time, I don't feel like I would have picked up as fast as I did. Like, I feel like I picked up pretty fast. But I don't think I would have picked up as fast if I didn't sim race before that. Right. Like, yes. they don't drive it all the same. But as far it, it, as it's like the same, but driving it's not. around people and you know learning where to be, like knowing where to be when the track's changing and stuff, like I still like appreciate iRacing for that. Like it, it helped me a ton. I feel like. Yeah, Mike, and that's uh, kind of how that's migrating on too. Like, yeah, uh, like that's why. Like, you're never gonna mimic the perfect wheel. If you can't. Like, it, there's too many things. You're not gonna mimic the left rear movement. I mean, you yeah. But that's a good looking know. wheel. I got that thirty dollar wheel, dude. You saw my stuff. It's classy. Um but like there's just certain things you can't feel. Like it's gonna be like it's it's just really hard. But the timing to me was just like knowing when to turn in or knowing when to lift, knowing when to hit the gas, knowing, oh, I hit the brake here. Oh, I need I'm st this guy's gonna slide me. I need to lift, cut, do whatever I gotta do. It truly does help. It's not the same. No, right. yeah, but yeah. It, it, it's sim it's the, it's kind of it's it's one of those things where it's the same, but it's not. It helps more than it hurts. It's it's kind of what yes. it seems like. The, it doesn't the hurt you in any way. It's not going to teach you anything bad. Other than and the throttle that you control don't need is huge. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the um, brakes. It's definitely it, it it pertains to you a lot more than it does me though, because you modified your running on that much tire. Like right. you don't have anything to put traction down. So yeah. Um, I'm with you. Mike Buono. Mike Buono wants to know why you're his, or he's, he's your biggest inspiration. My goodness. Let's see here, Mike Buono. I don't, I don't, I don't know who that is. Oh, so okay, okay, well, that's uh... fine. That's fine. No, it's fine. That's fine. That's actually the best way you could have answered that. Um, <laughs> Mike's, so... <laughs> Mike's fuming, dude. <laughs> oh, he's he's fuming right now. Um, so last question that I've got for you, Hayden. You you yeah. you're now uh, the uh, a BMF house driver. Um, your first race uh, with with Corey Hedgecock and the BMF chassis is uh, next weekend, hopefully. Correct. Two weekends. Two weekends from now. Um, not this weekend, but next weekend, right? The eighteenth, nineteenth, and the twentieth. No, twenty no, ninth no. and thirtieth. See, you didn't fucking answer me the other day whenever I asked yes, you. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. I swear I did. Hey, no, regardless. I, think, I think Hayden said he's testing this weekend. End of December. I was supposed to. Mm, end of December. Um, and uh, you got that as your first race in the in the BMF chassis. And then presumably you're going to run a lot of races next year. What are your expectations uh, going into it? Have, have, you, have you gotten the, the chance to test at all yet? Or, you know, what are, you, what are your expectations, I man? I haven't been able to test. Uh, you know, like I want to go out and perform the best I can and win as many races as I can. 
it's a lot different in the real world. Like reality will hit you very, very fast. But oh boy, uh, you're gonna have rough nights. There's, you know, you might, you might not make a show one night. Like we run six oh fours, and if you go to a big six oh four race, there's seventy eight or eighty cars at the best six oh four cars, and you're on the same stuff. And, like, and there's forty guys there realistically that are winning cars. Yeah, yeah. But the most important thing to me is like when I race for somebody else. I want to take care of their equipment. Like right. I don't want to go out here and junk it every race. So yeah. I think I will learn more respect from those guys if I show them that I can respect their stuff yeah. and win no, at no, the I'm same time. Yeah. What yeah. what I, uh... I've been bad about right recorders, but I pay for my own right recorder. And like I guess I just want to say this to like anybody that like ask about like the right recorders. If you could put like a plastic piece there, it doesn't break, and that's how I do it, dude. And it just so I'm assuming you're going to be running with the league. Not a league, fucking uh, a series league. I'm thinking I racing. You're gonna be running a series, you know, like what you just said. No, nothing. No, nope. just gonna hit the big shows. Hey, you're gonna hit hey. the big shows. Hey, that's what I'm doing this year too. Just check chasing, man. I don't think it's like, yeah, I'm not funny yet, but like, even for Chad, like Corey's dad, it's not. It don't make realistic sense to run a series anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like. Just kind of like that's kind of like what I was looking at. You like, one weekend you'll go here. And next weekend you're all the way down here, and it's paying twenty five hundred to win. Yeah, like you don't make any money doing that. Like yeah. it's hard to make racing in general. Like I will say that. Hundred percent. If you break even, you're doing good. Yep. And that's what like I almost broke even this year. Like I was like I'm right close. I mean the truck bill kind of like put me under. But slinging a rod in the truck that kind of sucked. Yeah. Sucked a little bit of. But the funds uh, like out. other than that, like we had and like, I mean you kind of see like well like I iRacing funded my program at first as well. And uh, I actually funded my first go-kart through iRacing. And then I made enough money through iRacing and then my go-kart stuff, making a name for myself in the go-kart and kind of adding more value to my stuff that I was selling. And sold that and bought my first modified. And so kind of similar. I've been around it the same way my whole life. So it's cool to uh, see someone else kind of you of course had a lot more success than I've had, but just to see someone that's very similar in a way, just kind of I, I I will always root for the i racers to do well in real life. Same because way it, too, because right? it gives us legitimacy, respect. Someone yes. that okay, especially to go from sim to real life, really gives legitimacy to yeah. the sim racers. Because it it kind of makes you almost think like okay, a lot of these guys that are really good on the sim could could go out and perform in real life, right. which is always going to be the the thing that we're looked down upon is because it's not right. real. So I'll always root for for guys like you know Hayden and and you Kiefer and you know yeah. um, no and it was like well well I made my post yesterday and uh tomasi commented on it and like when i saw tomasi's like just his comment like and like we've had our separate ways he's kind of like opposing and granted i'm not on a team right now but like i i feel like we're in it together dude like like the whole like i, I race like for i don't really that's bad like i ra- i don't race for myself a lot of times i'm racing for everyone else because i want i want i i really want everyone to win like that's kind of how i look at it like whenever i win i show respect to the i racing gang and like show how much respect like how good these guys are like at at best at my best when everyone else like like i think i could be a realistically a top 10 guy on dirt 
not sprint side. Don't even throw, throw that away. Throw it away. Midget, midgets, though. Midgets, that. Midgets. No. But I feel like with the grind, and, like, to say that should earn, like, and for you to, like, be able to say, like, if you ground, like, you're, like, easily top five. Easy. On, like, late model side of stuff. Um, and if you ground, like, you grinded, you could be number one. Like, it's just, like, or Nathan, like, even, like, like, making pro series and being like top 10 in the world like i like i like that stuff that it, it needs respect and it does because like you guys are wheel men like and that's what like i was telling my dad on the way down there i was like hey hayden cardwell's gonna be down here like like i was hyping you up for him to my dad like because you're an i racer and i just know how good you are in i racing and like i just i believe in like it's like we're all family it's like back like, again like it's i, I thought it was guys. cool like it's like i haven't really hung out with anybody a whole whole lot from i racing like in irl and like, I thought it was badass. So like, we're sitting here at 4:11 before the race. We're talking about, you know, what are we gonna do when we get out here? Like, what line are we gonna run? How hard are you yeah. gonna drive? Like, yeah. that was awesome. Yeah, like, was and, awesome. and like, and, and uh, I just something remember, that like, you normally you... do over Discord is something that you're yeah. doing well, face it, to face. It was funny because, like, Grant, I've never been to 4:11. I've only yep. seen videos of this place, and if you watch a video of this place and you go there, throw it away. <laughs> um, <laughs> And he was explaining to me, and like, so I got there for a first lap, hot lap qualify. Never been to this place, granted. I don't race on red clay this much, and it's the slickest racetrack I've probably ever been on. Um, I go in there, about loop it, first fucking corner. I was completely sideways, and I like lift it, get back off the gas, come back off, go back to the front straight away. And I tell myself, and I was like, Hayden literally just told me what to do. Like, <laughs> I, and it's like, it's kind of like the iRacing side of things where, like, I would tell, like, when me and Aether are teammates there for a long time, and I would tell him the line, and he, he would do something like I would do, just blow through the corner. And I'm like, no, <laughs> lift here. And it's like, and then we were talking about it, like, there before, and we can nerd out because, like, we, like, iRacing, there's like a certain lingo. You talk about things and, you can kind of learn about it. it was it's cool to see that and do that with people especially at the real racetrack because i don't get to do that much because i'm a very lonely person at the racetrack and i kind of keep to myself and just like it's and uh it's nice to be able to like communicate with someone because my dad's not like he's genius on like i'm not maybe a genius but he's very smart on like the setup side of things but like the racing and the hand like the whole thought process of racing he doesn't get where like you guys get it and you guys are drivers that's why i feel like the iRacing thing should get a lot more respect because you guys are wheelmen like you have to be wheelmen at the professional level or competitive level right but, <clears throat> well it's cool it's cool to see i just want to say i appreciate both of you like i hope your chat enjoyed it i had a blast like if there's anything we can do in the future where i can come on maybe be another co-host hey. i'm in hey. I, hey. i'm in like, I enjoy this. Like, if I was not that good at racing, I wanted to be an announcer, dude. Like, really? That's what I want to be. Like, I broadcasted a few races on iRacing way back in the day. But well, how about that I, shit? I, I enjoy it. It's I fun, it. dude. I like it's, to talk. I like to talk. That's what yeah, I, I remember whenever I asked you about coming on. You were like, hell yeah, dude. I love to talk. And I was like, perfect. It's going to be a and, great episode then. And that's like Nathan earlier asking me to write up questions before this and stuff like that. Like, I'm just a natural talker. Like, I'll just talk. And, like, I can't, like, script oh. it or anything. And it's just I forgot. Wild. I got but one here's... last question. It's a group question. It's, uh, it's one last question. It's a group question. All right. What is the greatest of all time console racing game? 
I have my answer already. I'll let you go first then, Kiefer. And then World of Outlaws at... 2002. World of Outlaws 2002. Sprint car, dude. That's the best game. The yeah? Best. Okay. I, dude, so World of Out- I spent so much time on World of Outlaws 2002 uh, doing the uh, – racing Kaiser, all, all the, all the tracks a, and everything, running the special winning. tracks, the ICL Dora, like all that shit, uh, doing a career mode, all that. That definitely is one of the best ones uh, as far as – Hayden's having to look them up, like uh, Goat, you know. <laughs> I can't remember what I played. <laughs> I don't – I didn't play very many. Like that's for real. I, you I really – I so, think I only played like 2011. It was on the was Xbox. It, oh, so you're, that's right. He's a little younger than us, actually. Oh, How old are you now? Like what? 21. 20. See, yeah, he's way. He's younger. three years younger than me. Okay. See, I'm an OG. So, I was born in 2000. You're, you're talking about the World of Outlaws Sprint Cars 2010. That was on okay, PS3 and Xbox 360. That one was actually yeah. underrated. I thought that was a you pretty good game. You never had the Road to Knoxville or the Showdown to Eldora? Road to Knoxville sucked, dude. I liked those. It sucked. I played them. I, like, I, mean, I never had any played, options. I never played, like, dirt games. I always played the NASCAR games, I feel well, like. Well, which was the best NASCAR? Yeah, I, feel well, like I think it was 04, maybe. 04 wasn't bad. I the, liked 08 the, the modified, With the no, modified? No, that's 05, 2005 05. Chase for the Cup. I, yeah, I can't remember which one it was, but I, didn't, I remember we played split, split screen with my cousins a lot with that. Yeah, but that's so you yours is uh, is the World of Outlaws 2010, and then NASCAR 2005. Yeah. Okay. What's yours, Nathan? Mine has to be NASCAR Dirt to Daytona. Oh, um, I remember that one. God, uh, why did I think about that? There, there's been. I would say that there's probably every single racing game up until about 2011, 2012, I played it. And so, and I would say that's the golden era of console racing games was, you know, early 2000s to like mid 2000s, late 2000s. Yeah. I would say that NASCAR Dirt Daytona, just based off of the career mode alone, is one of the greatest uh, console racing games ever. And I still occasionally play it to this day on the emulator on my PC. Um, but World of Outlaws 2002 is really good. I actually did play a lot of uh, NASCAR 2005, Hayden. Um, I, I enjoyed that one a lot. And then the World of Outlaws 2010 game, like I said, was kind of underrated. Um, although it wasn't Here, like perfect, it was still really right. good. Here's right. a hot take. Let's see if any of you uh, viewers remember this one. This was actually my favorite. I really remember this. I didn't get to play it a lot because I never owned it. But I remember going to my buddy's house and playing it split screen, and it was Saturday Night Live. No, and- no, no, Saturday oh. Night Speedway. Or was it Saturday Night Speedway? Yes, and Saturday Night Speedway. And it had the girl Speedway. on yeah, the, the, girl with, the cover. Yeah, she's with, almost she flashing. Was, yep. That was the best. Yes. That I, was, I played I it with my buddy like a split too. screen. That was so fun. Did you but, ever play yeah. that one, Hayden? That one was. I don't think so. Hey, that was, it was like that the was, only late model like, dirt racing console game. Correct. I don't think so. It had late models in the midgets. Made by Ratbag. Uh, you yeah, Ratbag like, honestly, it. you wouldn't know that it's a dirt late model racing game based off the cover and the name of it. But the cover looks like a stripper, you know. Yeah, and, it, and it's like Saturday she the, night. She got the belly button Speedway, piercing, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyways, that was the last question I got for you, Hayden. I appreciate you coming on so much. If you want to thank someone uh, or give anyone a shout out before we let you go, this is uh, your chance. Uh, I don't really know who's watching, but we'll just give the guys at Alpha a huge shout out. You know, for the iRacing and stuff. Uh, they're like family to me, man. Like, I can pop in right now and be like, hey, boys, I need a setup. And it's 
click of a button like there. And I really appreciate those guys. Like I made awesome friendships with them. You know, I'm going to thank you too. Like, this is awesome. Like, again, thank you for letting me come on here. Yeah, All the chat absolutely. that stayed around like uh hour and 30 minutes. I think we've been live on yeah. here. So yeah. I, you know, I, I, I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, see you, like, see you around boys. Like, yeah. Appreciate you so much for coming on Hayden. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I really do. All right. We'll be right back. All right. Well, that was Hayden Cardwell. Um, another great guest. I say it every week, but they're all great guests. Hayden, you know, great guest. How Ooh, are you feeling? Things aren't, things aren't blue now. That's good. <laughs> you could, I don't understand why you put yourself through that. You could just do that for the intro. I like doing it like when it's like, I feel like I'm investigating. Hmm. Like okay. I really like with these, I should have probably like kept them down on my nose more, more. And I was like, so, well, how are you? I feel like a librarian. <laughs> you look like a sexy librarian, actually. Ooh. Wait a minute. Hold on. No. So, um, one thing that I, I I'm going to mention again, um, is the, uh, the Sean Timmerman Memorial race. Uh, I think we have, let's see, today's the 13th. We'll have one more episode before the uh the sean timmerman memorial that'll be thursday december 21st there's no entry fee it's uh 410 sprint cars at eldora uh no entry fee but any sort of money uh given uh is uh goes to the to the family i believe so um and it's put on by david allen he uh he wanted me to mention he said that they currently have over 300 in the discord and about 160 signed up uh, it's the final week to sign up and, uh, there are trophies, it's nonprofit, but there are trophies awarded for first best memorial paint and another trophy to be announced. Um, the event right is broadcasted by UDTV and it will be very special to the family. He says, which I'm sure is true. Um, yep. there will be an announcement made the night of the race, which will definitely be talked about heavily for the next 10 months of something that he will be doing every year in memorial of Sean on the platform. So again, folks, um, David Allen cool putting, yeah, David Allen putting on a memorial race for Sean Timmerman. Be sure to, to get signed up for that race and, and show the support there. Um, other than that, uh, we have one big thing that I want to talk about. And I wore is I wore my gateway shirt, my hoodie, and I got my gateway trophy mm. I'm gonna from go last win one. year. I'm just going to go win it. You're just so going to go win one. one. Folks, Dude, I it's took Gateway Dirt my... Nationals week. It's Gateway Dirt Nationals week. That'd the racing wild. starts tomorrow night, I believe, um, for night one, you know, prelims or whatever, and then Friday night two. And then, of course, you know, the finale Saturday. Um, gateway is fucking awesome. I went last year, uh, like I said many times. It's first be a time party I met I'm ecstatic for that. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I'm not able to go this year, but fucking excited. I, I want to use this uh, as an opportunity right now to give our predictions for the winner. I of, said this. Yeah, Tanner but English. well, it's for the. You got Tanner English. Tanner English. Tanner English. I've said it for months. Said it for months, yeah. It's true. He's winning the race. 
It's true, but Shep's gonna be good too. Yeah. There's so, uh that's my it, pick and I'm gonna stick to it. They call it the great equalizer, and that is true. Um I think it's almost anyone's race in the top 10, ten. 15 of guys that enter. I think you really can't count out Tyler Carpenter. Obviously, he has got something figured out there. Um, I'm gonna, I, you know, I think there's two there's names. Two, that, there's a lot of good guys. There's two names that I want to pick. Obviously, I'm just gonna go with one of them. It's between RTJ and Pierce for me, and I'm gonna go with Pierce getting his third. I He's think it's pretty good third. on the short track. Yeah, and and he obviously this has been a career year for him in the Longhorn as well. Uh, yeah. His first year, him and RTJ have both had killer years. Um, pretty much I I, identical still, years in a way. I will say though, I'm still not entirely sold on Longhorns at really short tracks, but, um, I mean, we'll just have to see. They do, I, they do struggle at the short tracks where the XR ones I feel like excel. It's it's the dome, dude. It's it's fucking wild. That's uh that's my pick is Pierce. You pick uh Tanner English. We've got oh fuck, I meant to tell Hayden good luck um next Monday. But anyways, oh there you are right there. Huddy coming for redemption. Uh by the way, Hayden, good luck uh Monday night in Pro Series. I meant to mention that. But uh mm. Huddy coming for redemption. I mean Huddy could be That could be true. Uh he's not in the the Rocket One car. He's in the seventy-one. Um, Which I think he'll be fine. Boone Briggs ride. He was he was in a different car last year too. There. Well, yeah. no, he was in his normal car last year. He was in his normal oh, car that he was oh, in yeah. that whole year, and then after that they had switched. No. How did that go? Is he raced Charlotte? Had already, for yeah, one he car. had already he had already switched, but at he was like at Gateway he went back to the uh, the what is it double down? Which, yeah. Double down. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Huddy, I mean, you got, I think the main guys, Tanner English, Hudson O'Neill, Bobby Pierce, RTJ, Brandon Shepard, Will Harrington, Tyler Herb, uh, Tyler Carpenter. Harrison's good on the short tracks. Yes. He's, he's, he's been had a pretty good year if he can qualify well. Shepard's good. Mm-hmm. Shannon Babb, whenever Shannon, Shannon Babb's Babb. on. Is he, is he showing up? Is he there? That's, I could be wrong. I may have spoke something I didn't know. But oh boy! Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I wish um, back went too, dude. Like that was Bab's the goat, dude. Dude, Bab, I, I like Bab. Devin Moran, pretty good. Yeah, Devin Moran. You know, he was actually doing really well last year uh, and until he broke. Until he broke. He was in. He was in. He was in a kryptonite <laughs> last year. Was he in a kryptonite? Yeah. In that black car, right? Yeah, the black number yeah. two. Um. So. Anyways, gateway. There's a few good be, raps coming up be too. Great. Yeah. Oh, the hunt the front guys are going to be there. That's that's going to be interesting to see. I'm excited to see yeah. how they perform there. Um. Uh. But yeah, that's uh that's all we've got really. You got anything else, Keith? No, I think that's it. You ready to to sign us off here? I guess. Yeah. Here we go. Oh. I feel like he's getting tired. You can't move the chair into the way. Oh, you moved it right into the way. Wait. Move the chair. Thank you. Thank you. He's so tall. Look, he landed on his ass this time. He landed on his ass this time. You landed on your ass this time. I'm telling you. I'm 
getting it, dude. If you if I'm you just it. get a little more height, I think you could land on your feet. I get nervous. Uh, people are requesting that you do the next one naked, but I don't think we can really get away with that. He's so You're tall. Twitch. I know, <laughs> dude. Uh, like eight foot. Amazing that a seven foot three tall. Yeah, I can flip. That's what I'm. Yeah, I can flip like that. Who's, Who's winning, winning the mods? mods? RT. I, yeah, RTJ. There's no other pick in my opinion. Okay, thanks. Next question. Yeah. Um, yeah. If he, it's it's like luck at anything. It's like what we just said. Every dog has its day, but I think he's a good pick. Damian Kiefer should have been there, but he's not. The Herminator. Herminator will get in, but he'll get. I think he makes it. It'll, well. He, he barely made it in last year. He wanted to get in, but it'd be nice to get in again. God, that was, was so really electric, though. That was so electric. Yeah. Mefford. I'm excited to see Mefford, see what uh what he does this year at the at the dome. Hopefully he can uh, not park it there again. But um that's all we PCO, got. Tyler Peterson was really good too. Yes. He, he won it uh twenty twenty one. Did he Becerra's good that, too? Becerra Austin Becerra's really good. Um Hey, but, I've and beat him a few times this year. Becerra? That's right. That's right. I got yeah. video proof for that. Yep. But he's really good in the IMCA world. He is. He is. He's uh, uh, really good. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. That's all we've got, I believe, for this episode of the Plum Wild podcast. And if anybody wants to see me, I plan on being at the Dome Saturday, I guess, at one point in time. And I'm bringing some people T-shirts. So if you would like a t-shirt, get with me beforehand, and I'll bring them up. If not, I won't have them with me because they didn't want us to race. But that's besides the point. I'll see you guys there, mainly at PBR. Buy me a drink. I'll appreciate it. PBR after the Gateway Dirt Nationals. Well, that'll do it here for this episode of the Plum Wild Podcast. Thank you again to Cody Williams Design for sponsoring tonight's episode. Don't forget to use code PLUMWILD20 for 20% off at checkout, that's Plum Wild 20. And for myself and Damian Kiefer, we'll see you right back here in the next one.